All right, everybody, we are back. We are back. Episode 101. It's official triple digits. Triple digits. So this, this is a, so this session is, is about basics, right? 101. Yeah, that's exactly. right. This Inter- is, introductory oh. college class. <laughs> Ooh, this is nice. I like that. I like that for the next, you know, 101, 102, 103, 104. And then, uh, you know, we'll have to do it again for the upper level when we had a 200 level, right? Oh, it's, it's, it's really, uh, you know, what we're talking about, isn't it? Because it's, it's 101 for the next season. Yep. You know, so it's like, yep. uh, you know, these are sorts of um, fundamental, foundational sorts of things that we have a mm-hmm. sense of. Um, so good. You know, uh, being in the next um you know, in, in the next season. Yep. Yeah. Well, we want to, we definitely want to say thank you to Nathaniel and yep. Amy and Homestead family mm-hmm. uh, for being on last week on our 100th episode. Of course, Malvina, who's mm-hmm. just a gem. Uh, so great to have her on last week. So thank you to the insight now live stream crews family. Uh, for being on with us uh, for our 100th episode. If you haven't got a chance to listen to it or watch it, go back. It was what a powerful, powerful time. It was really yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So tell us about uh, Ohio, Peter. How's the fall in Ohio? It's good. You know, it's interesting because we talked at the episode last time about Malvina talked about worship. And on mm-hmm. Sunday, we just had such an amazing time of worship. Mm-hmm. During worship, I felt like the Lord spoke to me. And I know all you guys know this feeling as pastors where you're like, yeah. You hear a little bit here and there from yeah. the Lord about how to shepherd the worship time, or do you go long today? Do you let it extend? Do you not? Absolutely. Is God saying something? Is there a prophetic word? Who has it? You know, just you kind of let that all develop. Yeah. And um, so I was doing that towards the end of worship or what is normally the end of worship. And I just felt like the Lord said, I saw a clock actually, and I saw the number 40. And I'm like, I felt like the Lord's like, you need to give me time to work in the hearts of my people. And I was like, okay. And Someone had a word and then I felt like the Lord gave me this word of knowledge, just very, or word of wisdom, just a very simple thing to activate the church family. And I said, you know how long worship goes in our church? And just asked him that question. And I said, it's actually, um, it goes until the church family stops worshiping. Mm. And, and I felt like the Lord was like sort of egging our church family on and, and like, Hey, how far do you want to go and worship? And we just went into places we've never gone before, like um, a depth of worship, but really the sustained part of it, I think was the most significant thing. And I know it's not about number, it's not about time, but there is something to where it keeps going. I remember years ago, I was watching Bethel's live stream and uh, Martin Smith was um, from Delirious, was I think from Delirious in the old days, was leading worship. And there was this moment in worship where he stopped playing and it went, you know, how those are like these Selah moments, like 30 seconds. Everybody's like, this is powerful. Like a minute. Some people are like, you know, so when's, when's this going to, when's this going to be a Tony minute, you know, when's, when's this going to be over? And at about seven minutes into this moment of silence, the camera's panning across the entire crowd and nearly everybody's lost focus except for one set of hands that are in the air and it's bill johnson's and i thought boy is that not a picture of maturity and worship that as everything else fell away wow and others had become uncomfortable bill was still there completely comfortable he wasn't trying to sort of flex worship muscles or anything but completely comfortable and still worshiping and 
And so there's something about like that that's going on. And I thought how significant that Malvino was speaking to like there, like if you want to see a purity come to the prophetic, if you want to see mm. breakthrough, she's like, it is going to be out of the place of worship when people are touched by God, that they really start to speak the words of God, not some other words. And mm. here we experienced that. I mean, it was almost like, boy, we might not get to any sort of a message today, you know, one of those sort of Sundays. And um, so I just want to give a testimony to that, that I think that even some so of the good. things that were released last week were catalyzed and we were seeing them this Sunday. That's awesome. Interesting, interesting thing, um, as you were talking, um, uh, particularly when you're talking about time frames and so forth mm -hmm. like that, uh, I felt like I heard uh, the words, don't box me in. Yeah. Mm. So, so I went to the computer and typed it in and I came up with... Um, uh, a song I don't know this song, but you probably, I mean, maybe it is Don't Box Me In. But anyway, the lyric says, you walk, I'll run and follow right behind you. You call, I'll come and I won't remember where I come from. Mm. Um, and goes on to talk about don't box me in, don't box me in. Uh, I, was, mm. I was feeling like um, huh. you know, the season that we are, are going into um, mm -hmm. is, 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 um, not about, and we would say, well, we don't box him in, but we do, we do tend to have these guidelines or boundaries or whatever else that God has to fit within. Yes. And that's been changing over the years. And like you say, uh, I think that, that Bill is one of the guys who really started to push that and into a place like, Hey, we want what God is wanting. If, if I don't get to speak, um, yep. Or, you know, I can say things in five minutes that I was going to spend 30 minutes on. There you go. Yeah. But it will have more impact. In those five. Yes. We've got, we've, we've allowed, we've allowed him, we've allowed him to mm -hmm. do where, where it was. And I think that um, we can have a tendency of boxing God in um, because we, 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 in effect, and we wouldn't say this, but we're in effect. Um, making him in our image rather than realizing that we've made in his image. Yes, sir. And that, yep. and that we're following him, you know. And so you can have mm. people say, well, you know, I really didn't get much out of worship today. Well, when was it about you? <laughs> yeah. 101, you know, 101. Um, so I think, you know, I think when we're talking about 101, whenever you're going to head into a new season, God will always mess with, the mindsets that were evident in the previous season or the season that Come you on. worked with or operated with that you didn't realize, but they are, they're not going to be good. They're not going to be okay in the next season. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why when you come to new seasons or new places, you'll feel like you'll often be challenged with identity or, mm. you know, who you are, your value, your worth, yep. all of those yep. sorts of things. And yep. I, I mean, I really wish, I really wish they'd come with an instruction manual. Well, not an instruction manual. Come with some advice from God to say, this is what I'm doing. But he mm -hmm. knows us better than that because he's not going to tell us what he's doing because he, he knows if we know what he's doing, <laughs> then we'll shortcut what he's doing. Right, yeah. Yep. So it's usually disguised. Oh, you're it's, still usually, right. yep. it's usually fashioned yep. in all sorts of different ways, yep. but it has the effect of going after that. And because he's so creative, yep. you know, it, oh, you know yes. and... And so that when you when you catch on, usually it's too late mm -hmm. uh, to. And he's already to done the work in your heart. <laughs> yeah, to to mess with it. Um, 
Oh but that, that's where we're at, is yeah. that some things are adjusting, some yep. things are changing, um, and that that he's actually he's actually taking us out of the place that was okay for the previous season, but for this season, it's just, just not going to hold well, up. Well, I think the, the previous season, it was an appointed style of worship, right? Like, I think uh, when Bill Johnson came on the scene and, and Bethel Music really blew up and Jesus Culture blew up mm-hmm. and... I mean, we're talking, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, when it really came really to the forefront of the Christian yeah. industry, uh, you know, he would say, like, you write songs based on what you're declaring, right? You write songs based on what is God doing in this season, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have so many great songs that proclaim identity, that proclaim the goodness of God, that proclaim who he is, mm-hmm. what he's doing, what he has done for me, what I'm going to do for God, right? We've got very declaratory songs that have flooded mm-hmm. the Christian environment. Um, and I think that that was exactly what we needed, right? I think we needed to be in a place of reminding our soul who's in charge, reminding ourselves like, and having this place of worship and magnifying the Lord and making these declarations that I think was really critical, but I do sense that this season is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, um, that God, God, though we are learning about who we are and we're learning about what God is doing and what God has done and uh, what we are going to do in response to the goodness of God. Like, I mean, that's so many, so much of our songs. Um, I, I, I went, was in the car with Mika. Uh, We went to Silverwood yesterday for Labor Day and, and on the way back. And it's a 45 minute drive for us. And, and so I'm just flipping through songs on the, on the Christian worship channel going, which one actually is worship? Mm-hmm. like give give me a song that is only worship without telling the story of what i about me in it yeah yeah right that's not about me it's just about god about jesus and maybe two out of a hundred were just only jesus mm-hmm. and um and i thought you know wow th- that i think is going to be the new season of worship that we're going to enter into is we're not like the testimony is great. Like even the song Jaira, right? Like Jaira, Mm -hmm. you are enough, you know, um, I will be content in every circumstance because Mm -hmm. he's enough, right? Jaira, you are enough. Like where it's this, like, I'm going to do this because God, you are this. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's almost there, but the next season is going to be just flat out. Jesus, you are worthy. We mm-hmm. magnify you alone. There is mm-hmm. no, there's no other words about me. Yeah. Like yeah. And it, you're worthy. It's, it's not surprising because you know, as well as I do that every move of God, every mm-hmm. different move of God has always involved. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. The changing of the songs. Has, the songs have changed, and yeah. sometimes they've changed prior to it, and sometimes they've changed because of it. Mm. Yep. Ooh. Absolutely, I agree with that. A hundred percent. I feel the anointing so much on this right now. Really good. Yep. Yeah. There's there's uh, there's something and. Um, 
And Chris, I love, I love what you're talking about. And I know the three of us know this, but just for everybody listening, there's nothing wrong with a declarative song and there's nothing wrong with a testimony no, not song. At all. None of no. us feel that way. Nope. And that's not a but, negative. I'm not bashing it. I know you're not. But when you can only find two songs that are truly worship songs where you're singing to the Lord about who he is and thanking him for who he is, that's a very different, you know, two out of a hundred. That's a ratio that, you know, we just, we're saying, it seems like the Lord's shifting that in the yep. season. You know, there's something so significant. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. If you have any at this point, mine are very preliminary, you know, but I, I wonder like, what does the shift in worship look like in this season? Hmm. One of the things that I've been watching for some time is you kind of had, um, you know, the, I would call it like the studio uh, worship era where a lot mm -hmm. of like Michael W. Smith, Chris Tomlin, mm -hmm. like that sort of thing. And then of course there was the Bethel, um, you know, the Hillsong sort of era. Mm -hmm. And then Bethel really started moving into this place of like Bethel moments, you know, where I think they started to recognize there was so much Maverick anointing in, in, on the moment. And then Maverick city was really then not like Bethel was Bethel. And then Bethel moments was like emphasizing the moment within what the Bethel worship music yep. had been, but then yep. Maverick city was almost natively the moment, if that makes yep. sense. And there's someone that um, out of new Orleans, Chris Burns, that a while ago, I heard, I heard him use this phrase uh, indigenous local worship. Yep. And I thought, Ooh, that's coming after Maverick city. Like this idea of like, you know, because I've struggled for a while as a pastor, if I were a pastor and someone was telling me you got to preach Bill Johnson's messages, he's got the best messages in the country right now or Joseph Prince's messages, or Andrew Walmack, or whomever, it'd be very awkward for me as a pastor. Not that I don't receive from them, but it'd be awkward to have to preach their messages because other people heard those messages in my church and said that they were their favorite messages and I should preach the same ones. And um, and so I think about my worship Chris, leaders. You need to preach more Mark Crawford. Um, That's what I, yeah. I hear it every week. We need, we need, to <laughs> we need more, Mark. more like Mark. So... And just get his stuff and preach it, you know, and I, I struggle, I struggle with that for the worship leaders, you know, it, obviously it takes a lot to write songs. I'm not yeah. saying worship leaders ought to write all their own songs. It's a lot to it, but, but there's something there about that local indigenous sound yeah. and what, yeah. what's the Lord breathing in this space, et cetera. And I feel like there's maybe multiple characteristics that God might be raising up in this season, but that's one of them that keeps ringing true for me over the last couple of years cool. is what is, what does it look like for areas to find their voice for churches to find their voice in worship? What's it look like for the, the local worship to find Can, a place? I have, I have a quick thought on this is the thing that um, scuttles that the thing that prevents that from happening is um, the desire for platform and notoriety in your worship. Um, mm. I think, I think that that actually has, um, cut off the local voice because if I'm going to record an album, if so I'm going to do this, then so how can I market it to the masses and how can I become huge and get my fame and get my platform? And we're missing the point, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's just wholesale missing the point. And, and I think that as soon as the body begins to deal with that desire for fame, mm -hmm. like, God doesn't have a problem making us famous, mm -hmm. but we cannot have fame be a God in the church. Mm -mm. Isn't that, isn't that what we talked about a bit last week when yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Malvina particularly was talking about um, developing product or developing something as a product. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I've uh -huh. written a couple of books um, and there's a, I, it's, it's not, it's wrong 
for that. It's just, I think there's a shift of focus going on that um, it's not about the product for the sake of the product. It's, it's the, it, I think there's a different, I, don't, I think we're yet to describe exactly what it is. I think the same will be for songs or, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know, what's coming out. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more um, people feeling a release or a courage to write. Yes. Um, Come on. And, and to write their own songs, not for sending out to everybody and all over the places, but for where they're at. Or yes. the people within that city or that region or that That's area. Um, That's it. And I, and I think, I think there's... A release there's an anointing being a released or there's a there's an anointing rising that's Morning, giving man. people courage yep. to do that mm-hmm. um, because then they're not seeing that they have to write something that's going to be a, a, a hit single you mm-hmm. know or it's going to be the you know in the top 40 or wherever else they're writing something mm-hmm. because it's an expression of where that local group or that people those people are at and yes. I, I, I think that the the voices that rise <clears throat> locally, right? Um, and for the local church, I think that the Lord is, I think, very excited about hearing their voices, mm. right? I think he's really excited to hear what is what what is in the hearts of these people. They've been mimicking and expressing everyone else's thoughts. They've been, they've been, we've been worshiping according to another person's song sheet. And Mm -hmm. God's like, no, I made a song sheet for your church. Right. And, and so to sing out of that place and to begin to deliver, obviously, like you were saying, Peter, you know, like I I would feel awkward. Somebody saying, here's Bill Johnson's outline, go preach that, you know, like I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No way, because I actually spend time with the Lord to hear what he wants to say. I study, I take time, mm-hmm. you know, like I put, yep. I put effort and energy into bringing a revelatory word based on what his heart and what he's saying and what he's doing every single week. Well, yep. like our, I think our worshipers are going to grab that. Yeah. Right. And the worship teams are going to begin to grab that. They're going to go to the storehouses of heaven for revelation in order Come to on. even discover what it is that we're going to sing locally. Come on. Right. And it is not for the sake of selling albums. Mm-hmm. It is for yeah. his glory in the moment at the with the people that are that arrive. Mm. You know, another thing that's standing out, this is so good. Another thing that's standing out to me is Malvina talked about different tones in worship. And she was mm-hmm. saying, you know, like musicians can hear these tones. Chris, you'd yep. be able to speak to this like I couldn't, but yep. like there's like a tone to a song, you know. And yep. one of the things I think about is I wonder if there are new tones to discover and there are tones like, for instance, like the spirit of heaviness actually has a tone and it's the diff it's different than the garment of praise. But I, I also feel like there's going to be new tones because when we stop mimicking, you start to be able to start to be able to find new tones, new expressions mm-hmm. of things that are in heaven. So, you know, I think that there's, um, not just going to be new lyrics, but actually new tones as well, like Malvino is saying. And I think that that's going to be really exciting. Yep. It's really good. So, you know, one of the things that we often talk about is, is new seasons. And, um, 
we ought to be um, often when we sense a new season or that we're heading into a new season, which is, I think, what we're talking about probably mm-hmm. more than at any other times that we've talked about a new season. Mm-hmm. Um, you should, you should, in effect, be struggling to to describe what we are being led into because it's not yet it's not yet fully developed it's not it's yet clear we we can have a, a whiff of it or we can have a sense of something's going on here mm-hmm. but you know it's it's following that fragrance or it's following that that smell and and usually it, it it seems to me to be that it it precede, what precedes it is a unsettling for what has been mm-hmm. you know not not that and and this is the difficulty that some people get is that they built up the, the previous season you know they 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 criticize it mm. you know um yeah. and totally. because they're feeling something like there's a new but that that's not what we're doing and yep. we don't yep. we don't participate in that because yep. we're thankful because yes, everything in the kingdom is about thanksgiving you, mm-hmm. can, you know you can't yep. say that um because grumbling and complaining is the praise and worship of hell right mm-hmm. so if we're that's criticizing right. and grumbling and complaining about what is that is not the place that 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 is not the right place it has to be done with thanksgiving yes you know, Paul's really clear on that. Scripture's really clear on that, and we have to learn how to operate where we move from one season to another in Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving, Thankful come on, Mark. For what's going happening in place? Thanks, think for what we're at, but not, not satisfied to remain yep. where we're at, mm-hmm. but hungry to discover what the next thing is. And 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 everything we were talking about this before we came on. It's really interesting that when you go into discovery and when God is often leading you, you have no idea where it's going to take you. That's right. Mm-hmm. right? And you get yourself into trouble if you try and forecast what that's going to be. But faith has, listen, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Just take the steps. That's mm-hmm. right. But when, it's mm-hmm. not until okay. you take a step that that's more great. is revealed where the next step is to be able to take that and to take that and to take that. And so mm. I think that's a really, you know, it's a really key thing. We we know things are changing, mm-hmm. but not because the old was bad. It's mm. changing simply because God says, "Hey, I'm revealing something more about me. I'm revealing mm-hmm. something more about my relationship with you and your relationship with me." And so out of that is going to come. So it's it it, it does make a lot of difference where you see mm. things from. Mm. Right. There's a there's a maturity and a wisdom in the ability to honor the past, right? Like mature people can honor it, um, mm-hmm. and um, immature people are victims to the past. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. whatever happened before is why I'm here and my problem. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like okay, well, as we're maturing in the Lord. Um, I think that this is this is part of those basics that we're talking about, right? Like, I think that the Lord uh, has never lost his eye on the local church as being the primary mm-hmm. method through which to change mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's community and fellowship on the ground and worship of him on yep. the ground locally. And I, and I think it's powerful when we come together versus watch it on TV. 
And I think it's more, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. there's these, there's these things that, that we're going to be pressing into. And I really love this concept of really being able to honor what comes before because God doesn't have a problem with reconditioning a wine skin. Mm -hmm. he, he knows how to do it in order to recondition a wineskin, you got to soak it in oil, mm -hmm. right? It, it just takes the oil of the Holy spirit on the old wineskin to turn it into yeah. a new wineskin. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think that that's something that he's actually pouring out right now is a mm -hmm. fresh anointing on old wineskins to carry fresh wine. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and I, I've told people this over and over. I, mm -hmm. I do not believe people are like, well, I can't be part of an organized church because, or a denomination or whatever, because God's not moving in that way anymore. I'm like, I got a guy way bigger than that. And he mm -hmm. absolutely does not have a problem moving through the Catholic church. He doesn't have a problem nope. moving in denomination. He doesn't have a problem doing any of that because it's always about the people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You said something um, prior to us coming on here about immaturity. Mm -hmm. can you just, can you just repeat that? Yeah, I was listening to a great podcast on uh, deconstruction and, and there's this um, concept of, um, that especially in charismatic churches, we don't do well with immaturity because we don't discern if immaturity is rebellion or immaturity. Mm -hmm. And often we will, uh, we believe that immaturity is something it's not mm. right. We will attribute nefarious motive when it's just a lack of understanding. Mm. Right? I, I, I wonder, I wonder if I could, if we can just, yeah, if we can just hit that for just a, a, a few minutes, because sure. I felt something stirring out of that comment, and I felt something mm -hmm. stirring about. I, I, I wonder if we are afraid of the word immaturity, um, because I think that we're all immature in certain things. Come on. So, an immaturity is, is simply simply means that you've got more to mature in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, yep. so so I've I've seen some what I would call successful leaders or people that are good leaders, and when I've talked with them, I've thought, my goodness, you're you you're immature in your understanding of who you are in Christ, mm -hmm. like your worth, yep. you know, like like you you you're you're seeing your value in in other areas and this is going to hurt you if you don't deal with this but you can't often get to them because yeah. they're mature leaders they are mature in age or they are mature in, yeah. in experience and so there's no place for that because they've not realized that immaturity is not a bad word mm -hmm. like That's like a behaving in an immature way to the detriment of other people is a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But mature, supposedly mature leaders can behave very maturely. Well, mm -hmm. isn't one of the signs of maturity is humility. Mm -hmm. Hands yes. down. Like you can't, you can't like, so if somebody can, <clears throat> if you can't go up to somebody who's supposedly immature and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this and I'm not sure how to take this or when mm -hmm. you said this, it sparked this. Like if you can't have those conversations, then that pastor, that leader, that person, that spiritual guide, you know, whatever it is, they are immature. And it yeah. doesn't mean like, so for example, an immature leader, if somebody comes up to them and says, you know, I'm concerned about X, Y, and Z in your ministry, right? An immature leader says that's rebellion. Mm-hmm. 
right? And immature doesn't have the discernment to humble Mm -hmm. themselves and go, oh, wait, somebody's saying something. I should listen first. I should Mm -hmm. seek to understand before I make a discerning judgment on what this is, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that like, those are, those are the types of things that I think as it pertains to this next season of what God's doing, this is a huge part of where God is going to move. I think God Mm -hmm. is going to look, he's looking for the humble and he's Mm. looking for the teachable and he's looking for those who will uh, be pliable to his correction. That's where he's going to move with power. I, I I believe that more than more than any other season because before maybe you had a great personality but you were a high authority structure person and you treated everyone as if they were rebellious and God would pour out mightily through that because of the platform or because of that person's ministry. I think you're going to see less and less and less of that. You know, mm-hmm. I think He's looking for the humble ones. I, I've noticed, you know, I've noticed with. Um, what I would call successful, you know, matured, successful leaders is that they're teachable. Mm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. That they are still um, able to learn from anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they haven't felt like they've arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think that that's a really important position um, to adopt. And I think it could be really easy to be in a place where you exclude yourself from comments from people, particularly if you've been in leadership for too long, because you've got yeah. hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, you've and got you've got hurt, and you put wall it up. Hurts you, sometimes. you have you. Oh, of course, it does. And you have yeah. self protection mechanisms put into place mm-hmm. where you pull back or withdraw from mm. from what is being said, um, particularly if it's something you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is so important to have people. Mm in your life that you've built relationally with that you yeah. can say to them, you know, what do you think about this? You know, please correct me or please, mm-hmm. you know, please give me a view on something because, mm-hmm. you know, we can hear something yeah. and we can view it through sometimes a victimized point. But if you've got somebody, you've got some mm-hmm. people you, and you put that to them and they say, oh, no, look, look at it from a different perspective. They're not mm-hmm. saying this about you. They're yeah. saying that. And so you you then are able to receive that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you've you, you, you got a meal put to you and you say, I can't eat that. And and your friends come and take it away and re-image it or re-fix it and bring it back and say, oh, yeah, I can eat that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like it, it's and that's why it's mm-hmm. really important to build relationally and build relationships with people. And mm-hmm. if you don't have some people, that you can really be very real with, then find some people and build relationship with it because it's a strength. It'll yeah. take you into maturity far quicker than trying yep. to do it. Amen. Yeah. The old way, the hard way. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that we've all agreed to. Like I can say, you know, confidently, the three of us have chosen to um, take must much of our lives and just submit it unto one another. Right. And allow each other to speak into each other's lives, to correct each other and, uh, you know, to bring up hard stuff and have hard conversations. Right. Like, I think mm-hmm. I think um, I, I can just say that I value that mm-hmm. like immensely um, mm-hmm. because it brings a lot of power and a lot of freedom. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Peter. 
Well, it's so interesting that we brought this, you guys brought this comment up because I was just having a conversation in, edu in the education sector today um, mm -hmm. where a longtime teaching friend of mine made a brilliant comment um, about time management. And he was saying that oftentimes, you know, the tendency is for teachers to think that kids that don't turn things in are being lazy, but often they just mm -hmm. don't have time management skills. Correct. Yeah. And and what mm -hmm. I was realizing was happening. I'm like, oh, man, like as a teacher, that was a propensity. Like you think like, oh, they must be being lazy. But that's actually projection, because as an adult, you do know how to manage your time. And if I'm you didn't turn something in, if you didn't, if you didn't turn something in, it's because you chose not to do it. But then right. you project that onto immature people who are students that actually need taught a skill. Right. And so I love that you're bringing this up, Chris, because I feel like skill is really one of the things that's going to be forefronted in this season. Right, I keep feeling about like, yeah, I keep yeah. feeling like the Lord's like, there yeah. are more skills that need taught in the body of Christ. Now, listen, Agreed. it's different than concepts being taught. It's actually the know-how, how to do things. And yeah. so for instance, Mark, like when you would come to a church and you teach them the prophetic, it wasn't just, Hey, first Corinthians 14 says that you should prophesy. Here's 10 examples of prophecy from the word. You would give those things, but then you would actually talk about how do you do this and activate people in it. And there's a skill to prophecy, just like there's a skill to preaching. There's a skill yeah. to shepherding the presence of God during a move of the Holy spirit. Right. There's actually like a skill and a practice to these things. And I love that you're saying this, Chris, because I think that uh, could it be possible that like Mark's saying misdiagnosing immaturity will actually short circuit some of what God's wanting to do in this season. Because if we do that, now what we do is we say that person's rebellious or that person has a bad attitude or whatever, mm. when actually they just don't even know that they're cursing someone right now. Like, do you know what you're doing? Like you're cursing someone, like they're not what? necessarily yeah. a Jezebel. They're just cursing someone because they don't know how to rein their tongue in and they don't realize that they're speaking curses. So good person. And so that's a skill actually. And, and, but we, we project because as a leader or as a mature, mature believer, at least mature in some areas, if I've learned that lesson, if I were doing that, I, I actually have a defiled conscience about that because I'm like, oh, well, that's being, that's being rebellious. You shouldn't do that. And it's like, no, they're not being rebellious. They just need built up. Those are kids. They need trained, yeah, you know? That's so, great. So this, this is one of the things is that um, what we, what we have and the relationship that we've been working on and developing um, ought not to be unusual. Mm -hmm. Right, but right. yeah. Um, and what we've lost is we've because there's been such a focus on uh, uh, producing, or there's been such a focus upon function. So mm -hmm. functional product. relationships and have product. Um, you you miss some of the things that used to exist in mm. true relationships. Mm -hmm. um, where where we would um, where we'd have grace towards one another um, mm -hmm. because uh, we're growing in our maturity. So there's always mm -hmm. dimensions. You, you mature in something mm -hmm. only to realize mm -hmm. that you're still immature, and you, yeah. you know, so <laughs> and so you, you you develop more into that because yeah. you're maturing. We, yep. You know, we are going from glory to glory. And so that we can have immense grace for one another out of relationship. We don't have so much grace for other people, for others that we aren't in relationship with. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, true relationships, true relationships, yeah. which we we're talking we're talking about, are yeah. not as common as they should be within the body of Christ. We have done a great job of making our relationships functional because that is a safe way to have relationships where mm-hmm. you don't have to actually um, be exposed yeah. or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, of course. And, and we have to choose to stay connected and we have yeah. to choose to tell the truth about who we are with people that might misuse that trust. And we have to take the risk of telling the truth about who we are. Um, we don't do it well. Like nobody likes to be ex- have their faults, failures, mistakes exposed. We don't like other people to see our brokenness, but you don't have trust in a relationship without it. Yeah, you don't. It's, it's, you don't have trust. I can, ha- I can have an expectation of what you're going to do. <laughs> That's not trust, right? Trust says that, that I can be fully me and you can be fully you and I see you. And you see me, and now we can live together. So, do you, do you think that the what the father's highlighting to us in in our discussion today mm-hmm. is is he's he's saying something along the lines of the the behaviour or the the things that we have assessed as um, so we, we've defined this sort of behavior by this, which has come out of a previous season, mm-hmm. is going to have to change. So we're going to actually mm-hmm. have to see things yes. from a different mm. perspective. Amen. Yeah. Um, we actually have Amen. to go to see something not from, well, that's rebellious or that's mm-hmm. behaving in a rebellious place, but to actually look behind it or actually look at it from a different perspective. Because if you, if you look at something and you, you look at it and say, oh, well, that's that's that. But if you come from the side and you say, Oh no, that's that's completely different. Yes. And so, and so he's highlighting something. Yes. And this so resonates with me because I think one of the things he's highlighting is we have to stop viewing things only through our lens. And yeah, it's very convenient to do it, but I've been thinking recently because I've often quoted Philippians three, where Paul says, you know, um, where he's saying, I count everything lost for the, for the sake of knowing him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then there's Psalms 27, which is sim- similar, similar. One thing I ask that which I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord to gaze upon his beauty and inquire mm-hmm. in his temple, right? And I've always put those together, like, look, here's Paul, mature, David, mature. One thing they're seeking, to know him. And that is true. But look at the difference in personality. Paul's saying, I lay aside this old doctrine. I lay aside self-righteousness that I may gain Christ and him crucified to fellowship <coughs> with him and his resurrection and his sufferings. David is saying, I want to gaze upon the Lord's beauty and to ask questions in his temple. They're both knowing him, but David sounds like a worshiper and an artist. And Paul sounds like a theologian. And they're both right. And yeah. I feel like there's 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 something and we see that Come in the Peter. Gospels, too. I mean, it, you, you like Mark is different than Matthew okay. and different than John and Luke, you know, most excellent yeah. Theophilus, like everything is perfectly laid out now and you can have perfect certainty of all things you've been instructed in. And so I feel like the Lord's like we have to start to give each other room. Mm. for the different expression of relationship with him. That's so and good. I think that that's happened so, so much in the body of Christ. And plainly, often what happens with the platform is that inadvertently people aren't trying to do it necessarily. Inadvertently is there's communicated sort of that there's one way to mm-hmm. see the Lord 
one way to sing the song, one way to pray, one way to read the word, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if people aren't mature in the Lord, inadvertently, they'll submit themselves to the one wayism and 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 find out that they've boxed themselves in in their walk with God. And yet it's good that they're being trained up in someone's way. But they, it, the transition point, that transition point, like how do you transition to understanding you're being trained in someone's way, but it's not the way and it's not necessarily your way. And mm. so how do we help people do that? And I think that's a lot of where the deconstruction thing is actually stemming from is that there's there's confusion about that sort of thing, that unintentional abuse that can happen. There's confusion about that and how to handle that. And there's rebellion that's happening there from the control that was perceived, whether intentional or not. And those sorts of things are happening in the body of Christ. But I sure. really do feel like the spirit of God has his finger on this thing of like, there needs to be multiple expressions and room for multiple expressions. And I think what, what you guys are talking about with relationship is part of the way, only way that we can interpret that. If I actually know someone and they're having an encounter during worship that looks different, but I can talk with them afterwards and I actually know their history well enough to know what their conversation with me means, then that can be appropriately shepherded and it doesn't need to be boxed up. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to hit these comments because I think we need to wrap up, but um, we've got um, Gwyneth's is great word. Um, yes. And then um, immaturity is not a bad thing as long as I'm on a journey to maturing that's from Tony. Um, it's a great topic. Um, Dave says our relationships are our extra portion. That's great. And then um, Richard says uh, time management is important. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I would say in all of this is that um, our maturing is going to bring forth a fresh expression of a move of God and uh, revival or reformation or whatever word renewal, whatever outpouring you want to label it, but he's ready to pour himself out. And, um, and I think we're, we're hopefully providing some insight for people to press in um, a little deeper into maturing because he's ready to move. Mm. So can I, um, you know, I have to head off. Yeah. Too, as we you want to pray but, for us? Um, no, well, I just wanted to finish off with these words. I, I think that in the last few years, um, what the Father's been up to is that he's re been redefining some things. Um, and some of those are, are, are good things, uh, good concepts, um, things that we've been used to, things that we've lived with, things that have worked for us. And, and then or it seems to be suddenly, but it's been a process where he's, he said, look, um, it's no longer that, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. now this. Yeah. Um, and so therefore the definition I need to redefine, um, what this means I need now need to redefine. And I think that we're having this thing with, you know, immaturity, um, some of the things that we've called a name is in fact immaturity and therefore maturity means a need to mature. And so it doesn't need mm -hmm. people to be sidelined or put mm -hmm. in a prison Come on. excluded. It actually needs people discipled. It needs people to, be actually, to, to walk go. through something with somebody else. And so therefore the Man. outcome 
or the way to be able to handle that is different than if That's you right. just label it rebellious, That's which right. is often easier but causes actually more problems and hurt and woundedness yeah. for, for people. Uh, it's when you take something from a different perspective, you can see it, you can actually achieve a different result. Um, this is right. You this is right. Different, this and which is, is right. really what leadership is. That's leadership right. is seeing is. something where people can go to, and then helping those people get to that particular. Come point. on, Mark. So good. That's Absolutely. it. So just, I think you know, for me that sort of sums it up. And uh, may you have ability to be able to do it. Yes. Amen. 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 This is a great Amen. conversation. I think really we're good. going to be unpacking some of this for a bit, um, yep. and. And um, I just release the ability to have the courage to write over the worshipers. Come on. That's um, it. We just, we just declare if you're a worshiper, write your worship because mm -hmm. I think God probably is going to put four chords to it and, mm -hmm. um, and put it into some type of song that will bless his heart and um, create a movement for some people to touch heaven. So, Amen. Hey, we just bless you with that. And um you got anything, Peter, before we go? No, no. It's awesome. Great. Okay. Hey, bless you guys, and we'll we'll see you soon. We'll have a uh, some information coming out on the new Life of a Seer events, uh, which is a once a month uh, live stream mm -hmm. with Malvina and Mark, and they'll have some mm -hmm. special guests on, uh, which yep. will be fun. Great. So, yep. Good, good. More information to come. Enjoy. Blessings. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.